podcast. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Welcome to the podcast, Mindless Banner. Some number I don't even. 42. I didn't even look. Forty-two. Uh, we're talking about what? We're talking about space, time mm-hmm. travel, mm-hmm. gravity. Can Can you go back in time? Can you go forward in time? Yeah, I don't know. Guess what? What you're listening to back in time right now because this oh podcast already took place. This is a This is a time travel device. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We we were looking for mindless banner episodes, and Cam's like, "Hey, we're talking about time travel." I'm like, "All right, let's do it." Kobe's been reading some space books. Yeah, um, I don't remember. I don't remember quantum, any of it. Quantum physics and stuff. Yeah, I just finished a book on. He's quantum, getting pretty smart. Quantum mechanics. Yeah, They're, teleported into my house one night. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I don't understand the formula, right? <laughs> <laughs> I carried one in the wrong spot, and I ended up in this bathroom. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. Hey, how you doing? Um. So yeah, that's yeah. So it. We're, we're talking about time travel. So we got a bunch of different crazy crap on time yeah and and little do you all know there's Mm -hmm. been several time travelers there has this yeah there has (laughs) and you're going to meet them yeah oh they're fantastic but cam i gotta ask you a question all right how many times have you tried to find a comfortable pair of pants or like a button-up shirt that doesn't make you look like a -a rent-a-cop or mc hammer but it has like all the functionality you're looking for. That's true. That's how, impossible. How many times have you done it? Like all the time we go and film, I'm yeah. like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? And then you end up with something stupid looking, right? And oh, then, oh, do I? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> look, the guys from Off the Grid Surplus sent us some gear. We tested it. And guess what? We absolutely love it. We do. We do. So imagine if you combined outdoor workwear and tactical with an actual quality fit. That's the thing, guys. That you gotta, never happens. It never happens. It's like Hulk. Yeah. It's Arms. Like, you're, yeah, you're wearing a parachute. Pencil. Yeah. Skirt. You're like <laughs> one of those, like, you know, space flow suits where you fly on them. <laughs> you know, you jump off the building. It's like a squirrel flight thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just really hard to find. And they are they look good. They're super comfortable. Um, we recently actually posted some photos on our Instagram. So if you scroll down, you'll, you'll see some of the posts of this off the grid surplus gear. It's fantastic. The pants, the shirt. Oh my gosh. It really is. Freaking love them. Yeah. And my wife actually liked what I was wearing. And I had like all my EDC (laughs) stuff. Like I had a pen and I had a knife and all this stuff. And it, you know, and it doesn't look like crazy tactical, but it still looks like sexy. It's really, it's cool. So, um, Josh, who's the founder, and he's actually a cut and sew clothing designer, used to work for a major outdoor brand. He told me the name. It was a big one. Um, you guys all know it. Um, but he got kind of sick of it because the brand was, for one thing, against the Second Amendment, which, I mean, that's one tick against him right there. That's bad. That's the um, only tick against They supported closing off-road trails, and we love off-road stuff, right? Um, these are bad things. So basically, they didn't support his lifestyle. So he went out, he created his own brand that fit his lifestyle, that fits our lifestyle, and it's Off the Grid Surplus. So go to their site, offthegridsurplus.com, get an extra 10% off with code Casual Preppers. The you old guys. trusty. The old trusty. This is a limited time code, so you guys got to go do this soon. Again, that's offthegridsurplus.com, code Casual Preppers. They got fantastic stuff. Yeah, I seriously was a little skeptical because I've mm-hmm. had so many different yep. tactical shirts and stuff. Yeah. But these these are, they're great. They're like, fantastic. They fit great. They breathe well. Mm-hmm. They're just the best. They're the best. So go check them out. Off the grid surplus. Yeah. So, Cam, we're talking about time travel today. All right? This really isn't necessarily a conspiracy. Some of this is conspiracy that we're some, talking some about. Some conspiracy, yeah. Some of it's hoaxes. Some of it, I don't know. But who true? hasn't wanted to 
time Dude, travel. I've I've been obsessed with it. Yeah. Like I like even like when you go back to time time travel movies, some of those are my absolute favorites. Oh, me too. So, I love it. Back to the Future is I love the loop and the like confusing things yeah. that happen. It's great. So freaking good. So it, it like for the longest time, you know, it just seems like a sci-fi thing, but yeah. when you really get into it, like it, there's it's possible. Yeah, um, it, with physics and science behind it is kind actually of possible, I guess I should yes. say, cuz uh -huh. there's some yeah, some things. But um, so anyway, time travel. It's been interesting forever. Mm -hmm. uh, Back to the Future, one of the greatest movies of all time. Trilogies. Back to the Future gets better and better to me. I like, love it. It's great. Yeah. It is. Uh, back, the first Back to the Future might, I mean, it's probably now in my top three movies just because it it keeps getting better. Like, every really time I watch is. it, I'm like, this is a damn good the movie. The soundtrack's amazing. Soundtrack's amazing. The but writing. yeah, go watch it if you want to learn how to travel in time. Yeah. Um, But let's go to the more smart people okay let's the, go the, to the smarter of the peoples so isaac newton so he's a pretty smart guy he sure. he just talked about like the one thing about him was like time is is a fixed thing and for example like if you shoot an arrow across the galaxy that arrow you know it's one second mm -hmm. on earth past the moon it's one second past jupiter all the same so it's all the same it's a fixed time it's not relative and let's not let's not harp on him because he he basically He's discovered gravity freak. yeah and gravity plays right. a huge part in this so obviously you got to talk about that stuff yeah einstein pretty smart guy yeah pretty freaking smart the more i learn about him the more he amazes me yeah like he so his <clears throat> theory of relativity is that time is is an illusion or it's a relative thing it mm -hmm. it doesn't stay consistent um so <clears throat> i'm not going to go into details because i'm not that smart but like, uh, he, a way of picturing it is like space is like time travels like a river. So if it goes through and around different planets, it kind of breaks off. It's faster in some spots. Mm -hmm. It slows down in other spots. So it's like a, a big, huge, massive river through space. It's, it's like a fourth dimension. It can be controlled by, uh, like gravity bends time and changes mm -hmm. it. Um, so super complex anyway. And, you know, I didn't realize this, but astronauts are technically kind of kind of like time travelers. Yeah, they are. Because one thing they found is like GPS satellite technology, it's very accurate and it has a timepiece on board. The effects of gravity and the speed around the Earth that um, it says uh, Earth, the relative, oh, what is it? Engineers had to make calibrations because like one full, I think it's adjusted... 38 milliseconds a day. So every day, mm -hmm. they are 38 microseconds uh, gained. So Different, they actually yeah. are moving ahead in the future. So I think one of the one of the movies that probably most clearly shows this is Interstellar. Yeah, for sure. Like when they go and they a get close. A lot of close, people are confused, though. Don't watch it with your wife. What the hell is going on? It is a confusing. What is this? I think the best thing I did with that movie is uh -huh. I went by myself to the theater. One, yep, sure. And I was like so like just like <laughs> yeah. sucked into it that I'm like, mm -hmm. I kind of understand. I don't. But Still I one of my favorite movies. The first half hour of that movie. Oh yeah, my gosh. It's excellent. So good. But um, anyways, you see in that movie when they get close to the, the black hole and mm -hmm. the, the massive amount of energy and the bending of gravity. Gravity, yeah. It changed time completely. Like they were mm -hmm. on one planet for like. 15 minutes yeah it was like 20 years on earth yeah so anyways pretty cool stuff <clears throat> super so cool. some of the ways scientifically to travel through time is some of the things that <clears throat> they figure exist mm -hmm. can't really be recreated which is kind of frustrating <laughs> if we all want to travel in time i can't do it so wormholes they're mm -hmm. kind of like uh, a jump through space mm -hmm. and they're 
I'm not going to try to even <laughs> explain them after reading them a million times. They're still super confusing. But basically, it's this. It's faster than the speed of light, mm-hmm. and you would have to have both an infinite mass and a length of zero. That sounds possible. So it just kind of teleports and it bends yeah. time and it's super so basically confusing. the way I've seen <laughs> you probably read a lot with well, the quantum I've, physics stuff a little bit but the wormholes basically it's like so space time is like a fabric kind of right yeah kind of like how they, it, in interstellar they bend that. yeah and so basically a wormhole is an opening here on one point and an opening on this point but the space time's kind of been like bent yeah and so to get through it all it's a much shorter distance right and so you end up in one area and a lot of them do say that like space kind of figure is like mm-hmm. a, a loose piece of fabric yeah the heavier the weight you know and it bends down yeah but yeah. So basically, you can bend it with this wormhole and get through on the other side, and it can so take it's all you the same thing. Yeah, and it takes you way far away. Or they say sometimes that'll actually take you uh, to a different time, not just a different place. It's a yeah, different you might time. Jump a you huge might jump amount of exactly. So it's yeah. super weird and really not possible to recreate that type of thing on Earth. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we don't have the technology, but. Apparently, we're going to some of these time travelers. Sure. Have said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Black holes—they're just massive amounts of energy, and that's the other thing—is they need like. That's why they're like, well, the flux capacitor wouldn't work because uranium mm-hmm. doesn't carry enough energy. Yeah. They figure you it's have actually to, plutonium. Oh, plutonium. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, plutonium. Right. Um, that you have to have this massive amount of energy to be able to do these things, like mm-hmm. the power of the sun, like a star. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you going to contain that? Thor. Yeah. Exactly. So. Like black holes and everything, it kind of bends time. And they figure if you were to ever get one of the scientists saying this, if you ever got like close to it and tried to pass through it, they call it like spaghettify. Oh, really? Just string you out and like pull your molecules and atoms apart. Jeez. They're freaky to think about. But, anyways, could you travel through time? Because it has, it basically defies all physics in the black hole. So they think, Um, basically creating this massive amount of negative energy so it was like people were pissed off mm. i don't know there's probably masks and pandemic going oh, on in the sure. middle of the black Guarantee hole it. democrats republicans all mixed in together <laughs> yeah. that type of thing it's like the worst of the worst of <laughs> yeah basically america is in the middle of a black hole yeah we are a black hole right now yeah. i think so um that's one way other mm. other things they talk about is an infinite cylinder <laughs> this one i don't know what that i've never heard of that so yeah, so astronomer Frank Tipler proposed a mechanism, oh, sometimes known as the Tipler cylinder, named mm. it after himself because he's course. so smart, where one would take the matter that is 10 times the sun's mass, easy, then roll it into a very long but very dense cylinder that's infinite. Like a burrito? <laughs> yeah. So take all that power and energy and put it in a cylinder that never ends. What the hell? And then, on top of that, yeah. you've got to be spinning like a few billion revolutions per minute. Oh, so pretty that's pretty easy. easy. It's like a washing machine times one yeah. like two or three. GE ought to figure it out. That, yeah. <laughs> right. Whirlpool. And you obviously have to drop a spaceship inside it. Oh, okay. So inside that cylinder with all this power and energy so that get, lasts forever. We gotta get Tipler, we gotta get Elon Musk, and we gotta get Whirlpool together. Yeah. And we can We're figure pretty it out. much almost We're there. If we could get time if we do like even a short bit of like time travel, we could uh-huh. pull Einstein oh. in with Elon Musk. Oh my gosh. Trump and yeah, you got all these like brainiacs for sure. So, anyways, I like. But that. yeah, the you'd have to get this thing spinning really fast, and it would be a closed time like curve, and it would just loop time and bend it, and then you got hmm. a way to travel in time. Kind of hard to collect all these things. 
surplus yeah. doesn't really have yeah. an infinite cylinder That's anymore. A, keep an eye on Sold out. Amazon. Sold out. Yeah. So those are like some of the yeah. the basic, basic things that kind super of super basic, super basic, well, super things that exist <laughs> in space that they figure yeah. are ways yeah. that we could travel with the laws of physics. It is you know technically possible in some ways. Exactly. What you're saying, right? Okay. So the brains of the world have said, yeah. Um. Okay. So let's look at some of the devices that actually um, have purported to actually be real. You know, possibly in our time. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, here we let's go. do. How about the Diglock? Diglock. <laughs> yeah, so this is a purported Nazi time machine. The Nazis were into crazy stuff, dude. They had they cool, were trying everything. They, they're just like, we're just going to try We're going to learn everything yeah, while gonna, we have a chance during this Do war. everything, learn everything, try everything. Uh, you got to hand it to There's them. There's no they limits did. when you're doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, we're going to combine like ghosts and time travel and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, religion and guns and all in one. Yeah, so. They studied a lot. They did. They did a lot of things. So it was a, a purported Nazi time machine that was supposedly part of a flying saucer. So for decades, there have been scattered rumors of Diglock, meaning the bell, um, a space-going UFO-like saucer craft developed by World War II Nazis. Mounting evidence is now confirming that Nazi-era Germans developed advanced technologies that allowed them to make covert missions off Earth. Well, so this was like it would take them off Earth. They would do these crazy things. Among them was time travel in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. So uh, witnesses say that the Bellcraft was twelve to fifteen feet high and roughly twelve feet wide. And I've seen some like mock-ups of this. It, it literally looks like a big bell, <laughs> like the Liberty Bell that was made into a spaceship. Right. Um, so those who claim to have knowledge of the Bell seat was fabricated with very hard and heavy metal. Um, like Megadeth or something, I guess, <laughs> along with a lighter metal <laughs> referred to as the Lichtmetall. Um, these witnesses say that the, the designers of the bell also use beryllium peroxide and thorium peroxide, oh. whatever that means. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that. It's in the new hand sanitizers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the German hand sanitizers. The exact, it's just the leftovers from this bell. Oh, we got a lot, bunch of this stuff still, <laughs> the beryllium. Well, let's just sell it to people's hand sanitizer. <laughs> so what did the Nazi bell do? The bell was said to have have an effect zone stretching between 490 and 660 feet around the craft. That was the effect zone. I don't know how they have those precise measurements. What does that mean? Like you get sucked into time if you're well, within that range? Possibly. So there are some really unexplainable things that occurred within this zone, such as the formation of crystals within animal tissue. So oh, if there was an animal within so that gout zone, would just <laughs> yeah, form. Like, yeah. The, too much of that acid in there, and they would hurt, and they'd have to get medication. No, but there was like <laughs> or euthanized. Probably euthanized, is what yeah. the Nazis did. There, there was uh, there's a lot of jokes that I'm going to stay away from with the Nazis. Um, yeah. So there's yeah, crystals would form in this animal tissue. The decomposition of plant matter into a greasy substance. <gasps> hey. Uh, yeah. There's a link there. Is there? Yeah. Remember? Uh, I don't know. The freaking oh, aliens. Oh, over here. Blue balls hanging over. The, that's right. <laughs> they turned Skin the water. dogs into grease. That's right. Into butter. Maybe they got the Nazi bell over so there. So obviously they're time travelers. And the gelling and separation of blood. Ooh. Yeah, so your blood would separate and turn into gel. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. My hair looks good. My don't blood reach backwards. Blood don't blood feel gel. so good. Yeah. The Bell Flying Saucer was said to, to be powered by a liquid fuel known as Serum 525 or Zerum 525. Okay. AKA WD 40. Exactly. <laughs> Bag bomb and WD 40 all in one. <laughs> Bag bomb. 
<laughs> probably would. <laughs> it would do be something. like an ultimate lubricant. <laughs> yeah, never ever expires. Insider witnesses describe the fuel as cherry red, velvet, or maroon in color with a viscous, dense, and gooey texture. Sounds like hydraulic fluid. That uh, could be. Some, including author Henry Stevens, claim the liquid liquid was actually red mercury. Ooh, mm. isn't that? Oh, that's red matter from Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ever watch Star Trek. When I was on the new one. Oh, uh, I, I didn't pay no attention. I didn't pay no attention. Remember? No. There's back in time? I don't, I don't when, um It's been too long. Spock meets his former self. Mm, okay. That was red matter. So was I think it? it was talking about this. Serum 525. Mm. Could Serum. Be. So the Serum 525 was placed in a large counter-rotating cylinders that spun at high speeds. The rapid spinning combined with the highly charged electrostatic tube created anti-gravity propulsion that powered spaceships to considerable heights and rates of travel. Okay? Okay. <laughs> this was back in the 40s. Um, historians with a penchant for conspiracy theories claim the German flying bell was housed in a facility referred to as Der Ries, or the Giant in English. <laughs> Der Ries was located near the Weinklaus Mine. We Weinklaus Mine. Whatever Crazy you say that. old Darius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Within driving distance of the Czech border. Um, and obviously rumors stated that the bell had also had some t time travel capabilities. Wow. So that is, uh, der how do you say it? Die Glock. Cool. Now that was a cool one. Where like Glock that. came from? Possibly. <laughs> um, this one I loved. Uh, the Chronovisor. This sounds cool. Oh my gosh! Yeah, sounds I gotta like a get video one. game. I know. Have you played Chronovisor? Oh my gosh, that last level is so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It goes back to the first. <laughs> yeah, just keep repeating itself. Just keep playing it over and over. Father Francois Brun's 2002 book <laughs> La Nouvelle Mystérie du Vatican uh, brings a forgotten time. Hope nobody on Brute's listening. <laughs> I to know. Buttholes <laughs> brings a forgotten time travel device called the Chronovisor back into the public eye, or at least into the minds of conspiracy theorists. Brune, who, who learned of the device in the early 1960s, swears the chronovisor exists. <laughs> mm, yep. A day after he met scientist priest Father Pellegrino Ernetti for the first time, the two were sailing along the Grand Canal of Venice, discussing biblical interpretations, <laughs> when Ernetti explained that the theories and interpretations were unnecessary when one could see the truth for himself. Uh. He explained to Brune how the chronovisor functioned, allowing the viewer to both see and hear events <laughs> of the past and future. His full account is included in Brune's book. Cool. Belong yeah, I know. This is awesome. Belonging to the Vatican, the Chronovisor time machine is heralded as one of the papacy's best-kept secrets. The device is said to be replete with three precious alloys, I tell you. Cathodes, dials, levers, and that it has the ability to display myriad historic events in biblical and Roman history. Apparently, you can't go to any other history, but you can go it's to... It's all that's important in mm -hmm. religion. Acting as a sort of television, the chronovisor has even supposedly verified the existence of Jesus Christ and broadcast his crucifixion. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh? I think so. What's on, what's on the chronovisor tonight? I got, well, the guide's not working. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's remote a DVR? for that sucker? I know. It's a, it's a Bible. Two stones you clack open. together. <laughs> Three clacks will take you on to... Clack on. Clack, clack on. Clack, clack, clack. <laughs> the Coronavisor time machine is clean. <laughs> Channel 40 clacks. Channel 40. <laughs> oh, I hit it 41 times. Now I got to start over. 
The Coronavisor time machine is claimed to have been invented in the 50s by a dedicated and secret team of Italian scientists. So this is what kind of gets crazy about this, including physicist Ernico Fermi. And so he's actually a really popular, um, famous uh, physicist. Oh, is he? Yeah. Like, so it's not like there's an, a lot of things. Some random. Yeah, this dude's actually really salami famous. maker. <laughs> salami maker slash priest. <laughs> uh, all my spare time, I do quantum physics. Yeah. You want to check out the coronavisor? <laughs> coronavisor? What? <laughs> Did you say? Did you say coronavisor? No, coronavisor. Go down the river. I can't talk. Like <laughs> go down the river. Down the river. Talk about the. Hey, is that the coronavisor? <laughs> you got the brand new coronavisor 2016? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, Pellegrino Ernetti. Critics may take credibility issues with the fact that Ernetti eventually became a priest. So I have issues with that. Yeah, you become a priest. Oh, though. wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a little fishy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this coronavirus isn't real. Maybe. Gotta be. Gotta be fake. So Nobody anyways. goes to church after they learn about the coronavirus. <laughs> I'll just sit home and watch the damn coronavirus all day. <laughs> Get off your butt and do something. <laughs> Read scriptures. Stop watching the coronavirus. Put that coronavirus down and get out there and help the cows. Yeah. You got people to go out there and bless. You got salami to make. Yeah. You got to make salami. You got to bless those people. Get out there and do it. Stop watching Jesus Christ. <laughs> there goes a few followers. Uh, All right. All right. So that was a good one. The coronavirus. Um, <clears throat> this one's good too. The Iranian time machine. Iran always has some stuff they, going on. They always got something up their sleeve. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a nuclear device. It's a time machine. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, get into it. Always, always something going on. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Iranian scientist Ali Rezeget Rezegi. 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 However you want to say it. Has registered a time machine with the country's Center for Strategic Inventions. He registered it? Yeah. <laughs> Center for Strategic Inventions dot com. Uh, Patent number one. Patent number one. Uh, Rezegi 27 cites algorithms as the source of the device's ability to predict five to eight years of the future life of any individual with a 98% accuracy. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. You ask me. That's Sold to all chiropractors in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> <laughs> How's your back feeling? Let me let me get out my Iranian time machine. Come on, try Check this out. out. Rosegi made this way back. Yeah. Then. Anyway, try it. You want some vitamins? Get them. Hmm. Looks like um, five years from now you're going to develop. <laughs> I can't even do 98% accuracy in the past. Yeah. That's pretty dang good. That They're getting the future. Good. The invention, dubbed the Araic Time Traveling Machine, produces printed reports that contain details about the future. Well, your future's printing out on the dot matrix. <laughs> Run over there and grab it. <laughs> Yeah. Let me rip the sides off, off this paper. Sides. Is that um? Uh, so you don't travel in time? No, it, it just sees tells you the future. It computes so the future. It computes. It's algorithms, That's just like the Instagram algorithm. Freaking amazing. Yeah, according to the Telegraph, which sites <laughs> here, it's coming in. It's coming in. Uh, this just in: with a ninety percent accuracy, we can <laughs> conclude that uh, the coronavirus is now, not real. You will not have a job. <laughs> $150. Right. And you'll wait. Your BMI will go up to 45 <laughs> Yeah. My invention easily fits into the size of a personal computer case, said Rezegi. It will not take you into the future. It will bring the future to you. Oh, there. That's way easier. That's marketing. I mean, I'm half not of this shit is marketing. Half I don't want to travel. I want to know. I want to do this from my lazy boy <laughs> while watching the Chronovisor. All right? 
Look, I don't even have to go there. I'm going to tell you the next five years right now. It will bring the future to you. It's pretty, that's way easier. Yeah. Rizegi happens to be the managing director of the Center for Strategic Inventions. <laughs> oh, he's Where so. he has 179 other devices registered under his name. <laughs> he's like the guy. Uh, but wait, there's more. Yeah, yeah. A time machine. <laughs> Buy one, get nine free. Um, I've been working on gen. this time machine for the last 10 years. All right. <laughs> It's been a long-awaited thing. The time machine was presented not only as a tool for individuals, but also as a resource for governments seeking to preempt major crises. Yeah, right. So, let me see. In five years, I'm going to be trying to invent this. Five years later. <laughs> and in five years, I want to be in the federal prison. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that change that. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, the Iranian time machine. So, this, these ones are good, man. Oh, I like these ones. Yeah, the, you found some good. So, the Philadelphia Experiment and the Montauk Project. The Philadelphia experiment is oh super fascinating. So rumors that the U.S. government had been conducting experiments in psychological warfare in Montauk at either Camp Hero or the Montauk Air Force Station began to bubble up in the mid-1980s. And we all know this the is 80s. no joke. This is not a joke. In the 1980s, they were trying. The they were doing acid and all kinds of stuff. Trying. Yeah, they were control doing mines. crazy stuff. Preston B. Nichols legitimized the the theorizing when he detailed the supposed events in a series of books in the Montauk Project Experiments in Time that came out in 1982. Nichols recovered repressed memories about his stint as a subject in a mysterious experiment. So he wrote this book, and something about the 80s, they started doing this thing where they would start to bring out these repressed memories in these weird psychological or in uh, things that they were doing. I don't know how they were doing it, but soon others involved with the Montauk Project came forward to corroborate some of Nichols' seemingly outlandish claims. As these and other subjects recovered more of their memories, they gave numerous interviews about their involvement in experiments involving space, time, and other dimensions. Man, this gets good. Depending on the interview and when it was documented, the scope of what was happening in Montauk is expensive expansive enough to include many other conspiracies. As of now, the going narrative leading up to the 83 incident begins during World War II with a much more famous covert military operation. And we've all probably heard about this one. In October of 1943, the U.S. It's a movie. military... It's a movie uh, on it. Yep, I've never actually seen it. It's super weird. Supposedly conducted a secret experiments in the naval shipyard in Philadelphia on a quest to discover a way to foil Nazi radar so that they could safely transport supplies to the Allies in Europe. So they're like, how are we going to do Basically this? Basically go invisible. That's what they wanted to oh, do. Oh, I just watched Greyhound, by the way, and that was what they were doing. Is it really? Because they were transporting and trying to keep safe from the subs. Oh, interesting. That was during this time. Anyway. Oh, cool. So the Navy has never admitted to any of these tests taking place, but according to conspiracy theorists as far back as 55, it not only succeeded in uncovering how to make its ships invisible to radar, but accidentally managed to cause a battleship to travel possibly to another time or another dimension. What? Yeah, I'm not joking, kids. The <laughs> ship went somewhere, and after the military learned about the negative effects of overexposure to their version of the Upside Down had on the crew, it shut down the project. Hmm. Like, uh, never mind. You guys got messed up. We're not doing this no There's more. There's a lot of weird stuff about it. Like, they said that th there was, like, claims that the people were, like, fused halfway in the deck. Oh, I heard like, about they're, that. Like, tops of their, like, yeah. creepy stuff. <laughs> like, the movie creepy. shows that weird Does crap. It? Yeah. I'm going to have to see that, dude. It's kind of disturbing to think. And so then after seeing the Philadelphia experiment in 88, this is the, the movie Cam's talking about, 57-year-old Al Bilek couldn't shake the eerie feeling that he'd seen it somewhere before. 
Undergoing various forms of New Age therapies, Bilek was able to uncover repressed memories of having worked on the Montauk Project in the 70s and 80s. He also ascertained... Oh, that they, like, erased his mind? Yeah. And he was, like, coming back? Yep. He also ascertained that his memories had been locked away to keep the experiment secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... As his memories came flooding back, he learned that his name wasn't Al Balick, after all. Born Edward Cameron. Oh, Hello. dang it. He'd also worked on the Philadelphia experiment with his brother, Duncan Cameron. Where's Duncan? I don't know. When both men were in their mid-20s, a few years later, Al Bielek presented his story at the Mutual UFO Network Conference. I mean, that's if you're going to present it somewhere... I, Perfect place to do it. There's mutual UFO, and then there's there's government. WW. uh, Mm -hmm. The Philadelphia experiment was real, he said, and he was the proof, having lived out the World War II section of the movie. Bielek claimed that sometime in the 1940s, Nikola Tesla figured out how to make the USS Eldridge invisible, and in the process opened up a time wormhole into the future that sucked in the ship. Wow. Yeah, so Tesla's involved. Tesla was a genius. He was a freaking genius, there's no doubt. So, the Cameron brothers were on board, this is the best part, jumping off the vessel and landing at Montauk's Camp Hero. So they're like, oh crap, we're going into time. <laughs> so they jumped off. I just like, see, and they like, just land comfortably in yeah. on the helipad. Well, that wouldn't exist. Montauk so be- Camp Hero. Here oh, we are. Damn, in the yeah. barracks. Yeah. Um, the military promptly sent them back through the wormhole. <laughs> Get your butts back. You up. heard what the orders were. You got to go through the wormhole. Um, <laughs> so he sent them back through the wormhole with a mission destroy the equipment on the Eldridge. Oh, makes sense. You got to destroy this. According to Bielek, the brothers completed their mission, though that didn't stop the government from doing more experiments on building portals into the future. During a 1990 speech for the uh, Mutual UFO Network, Bielik described in vague terms how he'd been de-aged, listen to this, and his memory wiped and had been forced to live out the rest of his life as Al Bielik. He explained how in the early 60s, he, as Edward, had convinced his father to have another child so they could port Duncan's consciousness from 83 into the sibling born in 1963. Oh. So this is getting real convoluted. It's hard to even explain. Bielik preferred to hit this version of Duncan as walk-in This is soul. funny because somebody that claims to have traveled in time recently has the same thing very specifically yeah. like this. So, the, uh, something's going on with the Philadelphia Experiment, it's the Montauk Project. It's super weird stuff, and who knows, right? Yeah. Who knows? So, those are some of the things that have actually happened or purported to have happened or conspiracy theories with uh, time travel. That's crazy. I know. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Hey, you know what? What? Let's talk about privacy. Um, okay. There's time travelers all around us now. They're everywhere. And your stuff, you know, we conveniently carry, like, all of our hardcore information. <laughs> On our phones, For sure, yeah. in our wallets, mm-hmm. on cards, and it's all electronic. Yep. And it's out there, honest, vulnerable. It's not in a safe, no. ready to be stolen at any minute. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a way you can protect yourself, though. How? Silent pocket. Oh, that's a good idea. Kobe's protecting himself I am. right now. I am. His cards are completely protected. Hasn't yep. lost any Mm-mm. subway points in nope. like, what? What have you had? Six months? Five months? Yeah. Never lost a point. Not one. So Silent Pocket, they Mm -hmm. offer a range of products that you already use every day. You Mm -hmm. already use a wallet, bag, travel gear, laptop, sleeve, key cases. They got it all. Mm -hmm. They have these patented Faraday technology Mm -hmm. cases that have, like, it's basically, it's not a big old cage. It's not a big steel bird cage you're carrying around all your stuff in. It's a patented, like, cloth that keeps your devices safe from people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're the worst people. I hate all of them. 
They can just go up, scan your butt, mm-hmm. and take all of your information. I hate that. Um, also, there's a lot of threat and talk of EMPs from either a nuclear device or mm-hmm. my favorite of all time is the coronal mass ejection. Mm-hmm. There's a sun out there ready to mm-hmm. explode its mass ejection all over us, and it would just wipe your devices and clean them off and Wear you'd your be sunglasses. screwed. Wear your sunglasses. You can't get gas without mm-hmm. it. So anyway... All of these devices we carry every day have all of our stuff. It's all out there, and it's really not as safe as we think. No, it's not. So Silent Pocket definitely makes a way to protect them. And you can do it. You can go to silent-pocket.com slash discount slash casual preppers and use the code casual preppers for 10% off on your order. Mm, it I is, love that. Their stuff is great. It, it's, it's sleek. It's super, stylish. super gray, man. Mm-hmm. I like, love it. No one knows you're even carrying it. So there's a link in the show notes. Just go ahead and click on that, and it'll get you there. Yeah. Use our code, guys are preppers. Or if you, yeah, you got to watch out. People are carrying electromagnetic poles nowadays. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we recently did, if you haven't seen, we did a short documentary with Brute. Um, and originally it was with the French uh, portion of their company, and yeah. then they did a so French did version. French and, then and then there's We an didn't en- speak French. No. And then there's an English <laughs> version, and then the English version, I think it was just the English version. It is. They have the um, captions on the bottom of the thing, and Cam says electromagnetic pulse, <laughs> but they put it as electromagnetic accent, poles. It probably sounded that way. <laughs> so I just thought. Anyways, electromagnetic fun. poles, that's something I need to create. I know. Oh, just wipe everything clean. Yep. So anyway. Cool. So, um, now that we're protected and safe and you've got, you know, mm-hmm. your silent pocket stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about some evidence of stories in the past mm-hmm. of time travelers. Love it. Um, one of the most famous ones, if you if you Google. Martin McFly. <laughs> but this one's pretty common. Charlotte Ann Moberly mm-hmm. and Eleanor Jourdain. Mm-hmm. So um, they actually witnessed in Versailles the, basically, they saw that... Um, What's the famous chick? Mary Antoinette. Mm. They went back and they were kind of visiting this monument and all of a sudden, boom, there's Marie Antoinette. She just She's there. just sitting there. So she traveled back in time for some reason to just sit or there. Or she traveled to the future. Yeah. Yes. They. Yeah, I, I think they said that they must have traveled back in time. But or maybe they traveled back in time. I bet yeah, she time. traveled into the future. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, there was more people there too. They saw ghosts. Hmm. But I don't know why you'd say they're ghosts because they traveled in time. I don't know. But anyways, there was this time exchange yeah. <laughs> that happened, and um, some famous figures, and then t- people from that time were there just wandering around. That's weird. And they claimed that they saw it together. There was two witnesses because it was them. Oh yeah. Well, and so it's, that. it's actually um, crazy. I think it resulted in a book, of course. Of yeah, you got to sell those books, man. So yeah, I like that's that. one of the m- most common ones Interesting. from back in time that. Hey, time travels happened for a long time. Yeah, or it just, or it just started was introduced. <laughs> it was just introduced, and then they pulled. There's these a two lot people of paradox different, yeah, going on exactly. Here. Yeah, so. so that's one. How about the Chaplin's time traveler? Have you heard of this one? Like Charlie Chaplin? Kind of. So a steal from the circus, which is a movie, appearing to show a passerby talking on a cell phone in October of 2010. Northern Irish filmmaker George Clark uploaded a video clip entitled Chaplin's Time Traveler to YouTube. The clip analyzes bonus material in a DVD of the Charlie Chaplin film The Circus. So this was like in 1928, I believe. Um, It included in in this DVD footage is um, 
footage from the premiere of this movie at the Grauman's Chinese Theater in 1928. At one point, a woman is seen walking by holding an object to her ear. Um, it really looks like she's like talking on a cell phone. Really? Yeah, it looks like it. So they, um, so Clark con- concluded this woman must be a time traveler. The clip received millions of hits and was subject of televised news stories. But, all right, uh, Nicholas Jackson, associate editor of the Atlantic, says the most likely answer is that she was using a portable hearing aid, a technology that was just being developed at the time. So it's basically a thing that. They called it a rectangular ear trumpet. <laughs> so they put it up to their ear and she could hear. But it, it really, like, she's walking. Maybe it was just a prototype from, yeah. you know, I Graham just, Bell. But, like, if you go look at the video and there's all these comments, oh, my gosh, she's she's talking on an iPhone. I'm like, who the hell is she talking to? <laughs> Nobody else has an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah, she using true. her minutes to? Like, I don't, she's talking to the people in the spaceship. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. That's just funny. It's like, well, I don't think AT&T's got service. This isn't as cool as I thought. Can you pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> this place sucks. There's no air conditioning. Pick me up, please. Oh, my signal's long. Huh? I don't know. Oh, there's no towers. What? 3G? <laughs> kind of crap is this? Oh. That's just, it's just funny that people are like, she's on a cell phone. Well, who's she talking to? Yeah. With Who what and network? How and, yeah. <laughs> Must be a satellite phone. Yeah, yeah it's a sat phone. Yeah. So cool. Anyways, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. This one's really common. The picture's mm-hmm. super common to find online. The yep. time-traveling hipster. Have you seen that picture? I have seen it. It actually does look really odd. It is kind of weird. Because he... So, anyways, 1941, this photograph... December 7th. December 7th, 1941. <laughs> Um, the reopening of the South Fork Bridge in Goldbridge, British Columbia, was alleged to show a time traveler. Mm-hmm. So you should look it up. It's pretty cool. It was claimed that his clothing and sunglasses were from like present day, not the styles worn in the 1940s. It really does look like a dude like you would see out today. Totally. Like hanging out at a Super protest. weird, yeah. Just like a So you see them all, hipster. they're all wearing their hats like they're going to a boxing match or something, you know, and they're all <laughs> just standing around. And then there's this dude that has like these sweet glasses. Yeah. He has like a cardigan on. Yep. And then underneath and it's like a t-shirt that looks like a Like print. a graphic t-shirt yeah, or something. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. So anyways, everybody's like, how's oh, a time traveler? Um, Further breakdown of this, mm-hmm. the people that didn't believe yeah they said oh the style of sunglasses first appeared in the 1920s like they look like welding goggles yeah they kind of looks like a um what do they call those steampunk yeah it's a little steampunk yeah with those glasses for sure yeah yeah um at first glance the man is um he's wearing like a printed t-shirt but closer inspection they're like oh it's a sewn on emblem Mm -hmm. like of a sports team happens they had those shirts everywhere yeah and then um so they figure it was probably like the Montreal Maroons hockey team from that era. Maroons. They're, they're done the for. the dumbest names. But yeah. Um, so a lot of people are like, no, it's been photoshopped and everything like that. And yeah. So, But if you go look at it, it's pretty cool. And I think they even have it in a museum mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. But it's a cool picture and the guy totally looks like a time traveler. So there's like- evidence. Yeah, there is evidence. This this other this one is really similar to the last one I read, so I'm not going to go into it too was, much. I thought it was. It's a little cell phone. Mold device in 1943. A photograph from 43. That one does look funny though. Yeah, it's like, wait. Showing a scene of holidaymakers in Towen Beach in New Quay, Cornwall, was uploaded to Twitter in November of 2018. Um, it allegedly showed, um, let's see, viewers to show a time traveler operating an anachronistic mobile device such as a phone. Um, so the tweet was picked up all over the world. It was, you know, all over the place, but it just, it, it's like, it, a, actually, 
Yeah, they actually said he was man was probably just rolling a cigarette, but it looked like he was using a phone. Oh, I thought it, you could actually see like it almost looked like a. Uh, they said he was rolling. A looked cigarette. like a Nokia phone. Yeah, kind of did. Yeah, but anyways, um, so anyways, yep. That's that's photographs tell all. They do. So yep. they picked up time travelers. Mm-hmm. So this one, um, real brief, is uh, Rudolph Fence. Mm-hmm. So the legend has it mm-hmm. that in New York, 1951, a man wearing 19th century clothing, 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 <laughs> was hit by a car. And then in further investigation, one of those damn kids got in front of my car again. Back in 1876, a guy with the same stuff that was described by the guy that was hit by the car was he went dis- he disappeared in 1876. Mm. So like, wait a minute, there's a he got he got teleported and unfortunately got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> so time traveling is not always safe. It's not. You got to be careful. You just like appear in the middle of the street. Yeah. So he got hit and then he disappeared. So I don't know what happened about that, but mm. but yeah, they there's a lot of things saying that um it was copied from an old story about ah. like um a tale of I'm scared. I don't know what that tale is. It sounds great. But anyways, they figured this somebody that claimed this guy was from the past pulled it from a story that already existed. That makes sense. That makes sense. But you never know. Yeah. There's some weirdos that wear weird stuff. So there is, he probably yeah. was just wearing weird stuff and got hit by a car. So this one, a lot of people have heard of John Teeter. Teetor. How do you say it? Titer. Titter. Titty. Titter. John Titties. I like Titter. Yeah. Um, he is perhaps the most famous person who claims he's time traveled. Trouble is, no one has heard from him for almost 17 years. Also, he claimed he came from the future. Found a nice place. He did, yeah. He's like, I'm just going to lay low. You know, this is nice. Yeah. The story is long and involved, but the short version is this. Uh, uh, in a thread begun in the fall of 2000 about time travel paradoxes on the online forum, the Time Travel Institute, known as A Curious Cosmos, uh, a user responded to a comment about how a time machine could theoretically be built with the following message. He says, wow. Paul is right on the money. I was just about to give up hope on anyone knowing who Tipler or Kerr was on this world line. Mm. So people are like, oh. And then it says, by the way, <laughs> number two is the correct answer. And the basics for time travel um, start uh, start at CERN in about a year and, and end in 2030. <laughs> gosh, the way he's written this in about a year and end in 2034 with the first Who's time reading this? Go over your camera. <laughs> the way it's written is horrible. Uh, this is the funny part. Okay, yeah. So for... Uh, by the way, number two is the correct answer, and the basics for time travel bang. started CERN started at CERN in about a year and end in 2034 with the first time machine built by GE. Oh, GE built it. Yeah, too bad we can't post pictures or I'd show it to you. So this is what this dude said on this online forum, right? The implication, of course, was that the user who was going by the name time travel underscore zero came from a point in the future during which such a, a machine had already been invented. Oh. Right? So over the course of many messages spanning from that first thread all the way through the early spring of 2001, the user who became known as John Teeter told his story. He said he had been sent back to 1975 in order to bring an IBM 5100 computer (laughs) back to his own time. He was just stopping in 2000 for a brief rest on his way back home. The computer, he said, was needed to debug various legacy computer programs in 2036. Right? In order to come... computer to... In order to combat a known problem similar to Y2K called the year 2038 problem. (laughs) 
John didn't refer to it as such, but he said that Unix was going to have an issue in 2038, which is what we thought was going to happen back when the calendar ticked over from 1999 to 2000. What a waste of energy. Good crap, I know. I'm from the Geek Squad from the future. (laughs) We got a real bad virus that's going to hit everybody. I need to get this old computer. I'm going to protect you. So they sent him from 2038, or no, from 2036 to 1975. And then on his way back, he had to make a pit stop in 2000. Like, I don't get that. <laughs> Must have ran out of energy on the travel. <laughs> yeah. I got to pee. I'm out of plutonium. <laughs> Going to have to wait here for a bit. Hold on. I want to check on one thing. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know if it was Oh, made. year 2000, Britney was hot about then. I'm going to stop. <laughs> see what's going on. Some good movies during this. Yeah. I want to go to the premiere of Gladiator. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. Yeah, John go back Peter. in time for that. Uh-huh. Got to get that computer. There we go. Take care of it. Yeah. Can I delete my browser? Oh, shh. Ramp. Somebody's going to realize some dirty stuff goes <laughs> on to, in 2030. Forgot to clear that. <laughs> um, this one's kind of similar. Uh, well, not really. Um, Bob White and Tim Jones sent an unknown number of spam emails onto the internet between 2001 and 2003. Good thing there's no more spam after <laughs> yeah. those dates. Okay. Um, the subject of the email was always the same, that an individual <laughs> this just makes me laugh, was seeking to find someone who could supply a dimensional warp generator. Looking for a dimensional warp generator if anybody has Looking one. Looking for a friend. Need a trailer. And, by the way, if anybody has a dimensional I could, warp it's, generator. It's, I, I could see somebody on fate, like the Facebook stuff doing that. Can you deliver it to me if you have it? And I, I don't have any. I don't have. A My job. husband's not home, and I don't have a pickup. Can you bring? Can you bring it the dimensional warp generator? Bring somebody to, to help me. unload it too, because <laughs> I can't unload it. Yeah, I should list one on Craigslist or something. We should start. Thought doing it that. was a regular generator, but I bought a dimensional warp generator. Yeah, I need second generation. This is first generation. It still works. Pretty good. <laughs> Harbor Freight version. <laughs> Harbor Freight. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, so he said that he claimed to be a time traveler stuck in 2003 and claimed that he needed to have this to get back to where he was going to. Um, One recipient, Dave Hill, set up an online shop from which the time traveler purchased the warm generator. (laughs) Let me, here, go to this link. Go to my Etsy shop. I got a couple of them over there. I'm hand making my homes. You know what? I got a store. I know where to get them. But um, the warp generator, formerly a hard drive motor, while another Dave charged thousands of dollars for time travel courses before he would sell the requested hardware. Oh, my gosh. You teach me, I'll get you your hardware. Yeah. Um, the name Bob White was taken from an alias that the second Dave used when responding, um, a reference to the Bob Whites of Trixie Belden fame. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Soon afterward, the time traveler was identified as professional spammer, Robert J. Yeah, I got a PhD in spamming. Spam all of Hey, I don't do this amateur stuff. But anyways, he had a series of mental illnesses. Um, <laughs> you think? Yeah. His dad was like, hey, stop praying on Tordino. <laughs> Leave old Tordino Robbie alone. Okay? He's got some problems. But in his book, Spam Kings, which that sounds like a great book. I got to look. Journalist Brian McWilliams, S. McWilliams who had originally covered Todino's. That sounds like a pizza place. <laughs> I was like, is that the pizzas I make in the microwave? <laughs> Identified for Wired Magazine, revealed that Todino had been previously diagnosed with disassociative, disassociative disorder and schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Explained the psychological problems his father had spoken of. 
So Totino's was not a time traveler. He was a nut job. <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. But um, I love the guy that set up the store. It's like, here, I'll buy right here. I got a link for you. I'll send you to buy now. Use link. casual preference. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I like that one. That might, might be my favorite that one was so one. far. Um, this one is a big, this one was actually a hoax. Sorry, guys. This wasn't true. How do we know that? Well, that's what they say. Um, Andrew Carlson um, was... <laughs> the way it's spelled is stupid. Carlson. Must be from Utah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Carlson. K-Y-R-L. Yeah. Why is there two Zs and an X in there? <laughs> uh, was supposedly Tyler. arrested in March of 2003 for SEC violations for making 126 high-risk stock trades and being successful on every one. Wow. That's like the dream. Yeah. As reported, Carlson uh, started with an initial <laughs> investment of eight hundred dollars and ended up with over three hundred and fifty million. Whoa, really? Which, which that's somewhat successful. Which drew the attention of the SEC, obviously. Later reports suggest that after his arrest, he submitted a four-hour confession wherein he claimed to be a time traveler from two hundred years in the future. He offered to tell the investigators such things as the whereabouts of Osama bin Laden. And the cure for AIDS <laughs> in return for a lesser punishment. <laughs> Look, Listen, okay. I got some information you're going to want. Y just let me out, guys. How about $100 million and then you can keep the rest? You know that AIDS thing? I'll tell you how to get rid of it. <laughs> Stop having sex, dummies. Two Tylenol, not one. <laughs> yeah. Um, for a lesser punishment and to be allowed to return to his time craft. I got to get back to my ship. Although he refused to tell <laughs> it looks investigators. like a BMW. <laughs> Just drives off. It's yeah. It's my Chrysler LeBaron. Takes me right <laughs> to the future. A mysterious man posted his bail, and Carlson was scheduled for a court hearing but was never seen again. Records show that he never existed. <laughs> he should have bought a DeLorean and they would have believed him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you imagine? Oh, yeah. He, no, he drove off, drove off on a DeLorean. Drove off. <laughs> Carlson drove off. <laughs> Carlson drove off. <laughs> The Carlson story likely originated as a fictional piece in Weekly World News, a satirical newspaper, and was later repeated by Yahoo News. Oh, yeah. Yahoo picks so up. I was like, right oh, up. that's a good one. Let's put that on there. And yeah. so then it kind of started making the circulation as real news. He should have been let off. He's he should have, yeah. Pretty smart. Yeah. This is, uh, so this is a video uploaded in 2006. I guess this should fall into the more modern day claims. Sure, probably. A Swedish man named Haken Norvikskst. I don't know it's that. Claiming that he had been accidentally transported to 2046 when attempting to fix a sink in his kitchen. <laughs> See, this is why I never do plumbing on my own. Yeah, I always hire a plumber. Know. You're going to end up <laughs> different time. I'll bet you when he got back, he told his wife, See? Should have hired a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> but I got some information. But I got something for you. There in the future, he immediately met someone who revealed and proved to be himself about 70 <laughs> years old and with whom he had... A great. a great time. He filmed a short footage of the two smiling and hugging each other and showing the tattoo they had on their right arms. The story was a marketing campaign promoting the pension plans of an insurance company. That's apparently. Awesome. Do you remember that the New Girl episode where the guy at the bar tells Nick that he's himself from the future? Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so damn funny. I do remember that one. I can tell you you haven't showered in three days and, and you're always angry. You're right. <laughs> He's like, you're right. <laughs> it's like the simplest thing. <laughs> his eyes. That one was very funny. Uh, that's a good one. Perfect um, person to yeah. have done that with, too. So let's look at a couple of modern day claims. I've got one for yeah, you. Yeah, do that one. <laughs> this one, TikTok is just 
full. Kobe of, showed me this one. Oh, good this stuff, guy's dude. smart. Yeah. So if you're on TikTok, I want you to go check this out um, before China blows up your phone or however it works. <laughs> or um, you. Uh, yeah, or you. According to 2028, man, this is a guy on TikTok. Biden wins the presidential election. Oh, and we're all going to die. He claims he's here from the year 2028 and has seen America's future. He and a handful of others were sent back to 2020 to change things. He references the start of the Great Collapse, which will eventually result in 90% of the population dying, and says the 2020 election ends with Biden winning and Trump having to be removed from office. That totally sounds real. Yeah, I mean, these aren't hard predictions. These aren't at all. One of 2028 Man's more viral videos is a prediction that Hurricane Kyle will hit Houston on August 10th and be more devastating than Katrina. So okay. we only got like three, four weeks until we can check that one out. That's true. Unsurprisingly, 2028 Man's amassed more than 170,000 followers in less than a month, many of them hungry for any shred of guidance or insight. Comments on his posts range from asking if Pizzagate was real to if there will be a One Direction reunion. This is my favorite part. The debate about him on our time travel is a little more cynical. This is the best comment ever. Nobody's worn Quicksilver since 2007, goes one comment, because he wears a Quicksilver shirt all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And 2028man also has a merch store set up, which led to many questions about his motives. So anyways, Ah, go check out 2028man. He's got some good stuff, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I saw some of his posts. Pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Um, So another man in Australia... Yeah. He goes by Noah. Oh, that makes sense. And he says that he is a time traveler coming from 2030. He said, these are some of his predictions from 2030. He says, I can't tell you the name of the next president because, first of all, he does something really bad. So that's pretty much any politician. He's already a political figure right now, so I can't say who he is. So I'm like, okay, that's easy to predict. Sure, yeah. All of them are that way. He also says... um, there may be some hope for the future, though, as the granddaughter of Martin Luther King will become U.S. president in the near future because ah. she met with Obama. and Sure. So, anyways, that's the new president. like that. So, this guy, there's another one. A lot of them have, like, these pictures, and the funny thing is they're all, like, all fuzzy. And yeah, I know. I've seen He says that. through time travel, these pictures get distorted. Yeah, so and they, all, and they have, like, regular, like, printed off pictures, yeah, right? And yeah. then when they bring them back, they're, like, all funked up. Yeah, but time travel does that. Apparently. Like bends the pictures mm-hmm. and stuff and warps them. So this guy says, um, time traveler says he has come back from the future and made some interesting claims about his name's Edward. He says um, he was an engineer working in the Los Angeles laboratory 2004 and then he traveled to 5,000. Wow. So he just went to like the easiest number, 5,000. Yeah. I just typed in 5,000. Just yeah. want to see what it So he like. went ahead, took pictures in the year 5,000, and he says, um, he has some pictures of it showing that the, he must be a, he, he really likes the, uh, global warming thing because mm-hmm. he said everything's going to be underwater. So we have cities I built see. underwater, kind of like Atlantis. Sure. Cause we've got to live underwater now. Makes sense. All the, the polar ice caps have mm-hmm. melted and everything like that. Um, electromagnetic not, poles. And he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said he was standing on a huge platform when he teleported there, luckily. Oh, that was lucky. Not only me, but houses, buildings, of course, um, were made of wood. (laughs) Not only me. And after I realized it was the same city, it was Los Angeles. So he was standing on like a, almost, I guess, in like a pier looking Mm. underwater. And there was um, 
there was uh, City. Los Angeles. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. And then there's Noah that claims those things. He said, um, let's see, I have just one more that's pretty funny. Another guy from getting there. Hold on, guys. Okay. Noah's story was insane, but then there was another YouTuber. He said that he, like Noah, had, um, he, he preferred to be anonymous. So he has these videos posted online about being a traveler uh, through time. But he has one of like, look at this, it's all like uh, futuristic, looking, yep. but it got warped. He's the one that says that this photo that he has is from the year 6000. And he said it, it may be a little distorted. That's because time travel process, pictures tend to get distorted as well as many other things. Some people actually have parts of their body distorted by the time travel process. That's why it looks that way, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a time travel accident. Uh, and then he said, <laughs> it used to be three times that size. <laughs> really distorted yeah it's like getting out of a pool let me take you to six thousand, and you'll see how big it is i'll show you what it's like then yeah um artificial intelligence will be able to predict things with a hundred percent accuracy that's a good percentage yeah and in the year six thousand, we upload our brains to computers so we can live forever mm. so we just kind of become a robot yeah sure we can just upload all of our memories and everything and it's stored there unless you have hard drive failure <laughs> then yeah then what but anyways, blue he, screen of death. Yeah. This is real death. But he said the other thing was this. There was another guy that claimed similar stuff that said that he traveled to three thousand two hundred and seven for some reason, mm -hmm. and he's like, <laughs> he said that the buildings were absolutely enormous. He said one building would be stacked. He's like, take the Empire State Building and another building built off the sides of it, <laughs> almost like a wow. Y. And he's like, you can imagine how enormous how enormous these are. Wow. Aliens, ordinary people, big animals, and robots were all walking and talking. Wow. Working. Working. Walking Tarking, and talking. Barking. And then the last one is similar to that, because we all know AI is going to take over mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. So this man, he says, um, in the year 4,413, that no longer are there any humans. It's just robots. <laughs> so he said that... When he traveled to 4,413, flying cars will take over the skies and machines will replace human flesh and bone. Mm. But he said, this is one thing that's different, though. He said, I thought it was amazing they allowed time travelers to visit. <laughs> I spoke with a few of the robots and they were the nicest people I have ever talked to. Even though they were way more intelligent than any humans, they had the warmth and kindness to them that was unmatched. Oh, wow. It's like going to the South. So at least they developed a really nice... AI. Yeah, that's the nice thing. Yeah. You just don't know. But he said that he was a, he worked for the Ministry of Defense and this time traveling program was developed in a secret base that it, at the bottom of the English Channel. Oh, that's a yeah. good place for it. He said they're not going to like me saying all this. I'm sure they wouldn't. So, anyways, right. there's a Apex TV, I guess, that has a lot of these different stories about cool. time travel. So, you should go check them out. You know what um, we should anyway. do? We should reach out to 2028, man, and see if we, we really get them on should. the podcast. We really see how much fun that would be? <laughs> that would be really fun. If you guys want to, you should go spam him and say, hey, you guys you you need should, to talk to you casual should come preppers. on Casual Preppers because it would be a fantastic interview. Yeah. Can so, you imagine? Yeah. Better do it now cool. because in the future, robots rule. Exactly. That's time travel, guys. How exciting is that? Super exciting. Super exciting. I bet you could wish you could go back in time and not listen to this episode. <laughs> Can I go back in time and not download this? <laughs> Unsubscribe from the podcast. <laughs> um, while we're here, Cam, do you want to quickly look at a couple oh, of yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Should we look at the Going Gear EDC Club real quick? 
going gear? Um, EDC yeah. club. So they sent over their EDC club for the month, and they got some cool items. First one is the Rogan USA Scout Mini, $35 value. It's Which, a it's a oh it's a pry bar pry hammer you can use it tool. to split wood in the garden dig. you yeah. can dig a poop hole yep it's a hammer yeah and it's got paracord yeah it's a cool cool little deal cool deal and then the mininch mininch tool it's is it this yeah sixty nine dollars it's a EDC bit set it's kind of cool it's almost like a pen I, I do like this thing. It's really but it's got like unique. bits in it, and um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it looks like a an aluminum cylinder. Yeah, it does. And then it has all these different attachments, and you can keep your like it's pretty cool. You can read the different sizes, and then you just push them through the and use the one you want. Yeah, it's kind of pretty cool. cool design. So well done, Going Gear EDC Club. That's cute. Yeah, that's way cute. Go check them out. And then the next thing we have is the latest tack pack. You know, our yeah. our good friends over at Tack Pack sent us over the latest box. I'll have to and give it to them. EDC, the uh, they do a good job. Going Gear finds some really unique yeah, stuff. They, they do. It's it's unique. It's not all the same. Yeah, type you don't of get gear. like a big lighter. Mm, yeah, although I would take a big lighter. That's I not bad. Too. Um, so the latest tack pack. Do you have the the paper down there? Oh yeah. <clears throat> so the first thing in the box is the Sog Fast Hawk. Oh yeah, this thing is beautiful, dude. The uh, um, we had yeah, it's a tomahawk. All of their gear is freaking solid. Mm-hmm. We used your tomahawk one a ton. All the time. Threw it against trees, rocks. Yep. And this is a sexier Killed color. Killed a couple zombies with it. Yeah. This is like the uh, coyote tan type yeah. color. It's they're really just cool. nice to carry around because they don't weigh much at mm-hmm. all. No. Nope. And, and you can throw them. Freaking beasts. Yep. And the next thing is the mechanics fast fit gloves. And you can't have enough gloves. Especially the mechanics ones. Yeah, they're great. Like, they will save your knuckles mm-hmm. from when you're trying to break a bolt. Faux show. Traveling through time, you got to wear gloves. And then the Fiberlite refill bag. And this stuff is awesome. We used Fiberlite the other day up on the mountain. This stuff is great. Yeah. It's crazy how we actually easy really it is like to it. light. I'm yep. surprised it hasn't started on fire yeah, sitting I, here. I turned off the lights. I turned them low so they wouldn't catch on fire. <laughs> um, and then you have the AR training rounds, and those are the tack pack ones. So they're like basically rounds that you can put in and dry fire in your you AR. You can, really? Yeah. Oh, yep. wow. And so it's great for practice. I thought they practice. were like USB holders. That's what they look like. But they're great for practice with your AR, you know? That's what I mean. Sweet. Yep. So Cool. Yep. And then you get a tack pack sticker. Yeah, you know, you love always pack. good stuff. So there's Tack Pack. Use our code Casual Preppers. You're gonna get 10% off your first Tack Pack, and that's great. It's a steal. It's a steal. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, remember to go check out our sponsors. We have a brand new sponsor, an Off the Grid Surplus. Use our code at offthegridsurplus.com. Casual Preppers. They've got great pants. You will regret shirts, missing this one. Hats, and they're they're super durable, super great. And then also go to so Silent it. Pocket. Great stuff there. Use our code casual preppers. All right, guys. And stay survived. See you later.